I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 339 of Video Games Hot Dog, live from Studio 314, our brand new studio. Woo. Guys, do you know why it's called uh, Studio 314? Why is it called Studio 314? Is it full uh, of pies? I was hoping you knew. Was that the episode number when you thought you would have it ready by? <laughs> yeah. Everything's everything's late these days. God, um, so bad at deadlines. What is wrong with us? We're in uh, we're in suite three one four of a weird co working space thing. <laughs> yep. Um, what if this was the very room that used to be the Idle Thumb Studio? I don't think so. It's the building that used to be the Idle Thumb Studio. Oh, somewhere around it's like, here. It's a it's a weird full circle yeah. situation. Um, <clears throat> Idle Thumbs paused their Patreon. What? Yeah. They haven't put anything out in months, so I'm so far behind on my podcast that yeah. I did not know that. You know who's been destroying it on Patreon is Brett Bremer, the uh, Super Mega Comics guy. Yeah, Johnny Smash. Yeah, he's been putting out some very, Did you just very good Super Mega. Out comics. Johnny Smash's real name. Yeah, I mean, you could just go to his. You you can find it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't find it because of any special knowledge or secret privilege. Okay. You just hired a private investigator. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it Johnny Sun or Johnny Sum? Johnny, it's Johnny, 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 right? Yeah. Johnny Sun. I don't. I own. Okay, so my it's only different. their handle is different than their account name. My only exposure to that person is a Twitter bot that Kate Compton wrote that I think takes like those Google thing, not the doodles, but you know that that corpus of work that Google has that's like drawing line drawings of common objects from playing that game where it's like trying oh, to draw right. a popsicle or whatever. It makes those and puts faces on them and then does like Markov chain lines from whatever that guy does. Oh, wow. Huh. Uh, and that <laughs> is my only expo- Like I have no idea what is, does that dude make a comic? Uh, it's, I, I think he's he just a, a Twitter personality. He did a book. That's like comics of these weird sort of, I don't know, twee, like this this alien and his friends saying nice things to each other kind of comic. I don't know if the, there's a comic that exists apart oh, that from this one comic. book. <laughs> no, it's in that genre of an alien and his friends saying nice things to each other, like yeah. Alf. Yeah, sure. Alf? It's not a nice person. I know. Or uh, Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> was anybody on that show nice they were, um, all, they were all yelling at each other so much that i just couldn't watch it i Alf think of Malcolm the, in the middle Malcolm i think of the, the asthmatic black kid as being nice but maybe he was mean too he was just mean real slow and so it just seemed nice in okay. comparison to the rapid fire cruelty of the other characters brian cranston really recovered his career after, <laughs> after that show you know, uh, Crying Branston would be a good name for mm. like a mobster whose calling card after he killed somebody was to smear just them with Branston yeah, pickle. Yeah, just leave a jar of Branston pickle. <laughs> Man, if I don't know why he's crying, he would have to be he, he British. He if he did it funeral. in the United States, they'd catch him immediately because that shit is yeah, so yeah. hard to get. <laughs> yeah, we could just just track the recent imports of yeah. Crying Branston. Oh, right. Like the, the ransom note that used the word for median that only occurs in one town. Uh, Is that a thing? What? Yeah, that was a, 
that, that was a, I can't remember what the word is now, but like, like the devil's patch. Mm. Uh, they, they caught the, the, the kidnapper because he was from this, the one town in the United States where they call the median this one thing. <laughs> huh. Like, I guess you'd know the killer was from Philadelphia if, if uh, they left a note that said something about water ice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Imagine taking that, that elaborate test they do of, of, uh, where you, you, you <laughs> yeah. pick all the, li- the, the different, uh, regional words that you use and it tells you where you're from, except it says your name is on this short list of people. <laughs> <laughs> or you're just under arrest because yeah. you're, yeah, a you've just proved that, yeah. Yeah. Ah. You were whipping shitties and you hit a cloud of peeny wallies kitter corner from the <laughs> gas station, did you? Well then. Well then, you're under arrest. <laughs> you're under arrest. The, uh, let's see, the, uh, what's an obscure town name? The Hoboken Strangler? <laughs> um, I don't think Hoboken's actually that obscure. I, like oh, I thought you were going to say you didn't think Hoboken is really a town. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not right big enough to, to have a right strangler. It's wally, right? Peeny Wally is a gnat. Okay. What do you uh what do you call the little bugs that roll up into spheres, Riff? Oh, uh pill bugs? Hmm. They were roly polies where I grew up. Roly polies. I lived in both places. <laughs> did you move or did the I moved, world change yeah. around you? They're really pillies. The end. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Good night, everybody. And scene. Uh what have you been up to, Riff? Um, I started taking a, a drug, a Dump. drug called an online creative writing course. Oh, uh, it'd be so much better wait, if you wait, started wait. taking a dump called something. Riff. Yes. <laughs> you are, a dump called you are an online creative writer. Right. You, but you make yeah, your you living creatively writing. <laughs> now, specifically geared towards the writing of novels is the purpose of this, of this, uh, of this thing. Okay. Do, isn't it just you take what you do and you just do it more? Don't you just do more of it? I mean, I guess I could submit a, lo- a novel that was like every page. Yeah, every page jokes. is every half a page is a different like three exchange conversation between two different people. <laughs> yeah, between one person who doesn't consist of much and one crazy person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is, there is like, and then like every right? like, every third page is a list of item descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then you would have to make me write those for the most. Yeah. Part. <laughs> this is called an epistolary novel, Riff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, as I, I was as I was going to St. Ives, I talked to <laughs> 250 crazy people in succession. Here's a transcript. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, actually. But uh, it's uh, this thing is uh, I don't I actually I I just started it today, so I don't have a lot. Like I can't really give a review of it or anything, but it seems like it might be pretty good. Uh, I'll give you a link to put in the show notes. But the idea is, it's a. Uh, it's it's a it's an eight week six days a week twenty minutes a day podcast series, and each each episode of the podcast is basically a ten minute lecture and then a ten minute 
10 minutes of silence during which you do a writing exercise. And then he says, wow. oh, okay, 10 minutes it's, is up. You're done. That shit's killing the planet. They're wasting <laughs> yeah, so much. Yeah, those well, files nice, are it's way nice to have bigger that, than they need to be. That compresses Ah, uh, Yeah. That, that, what? That no, white no, space I bet does it's not like, take up it's, extra time. It's extra probably like size, 10 minutes of like traffic and like, people yelling. <laughs> yes. and oh, that'd be cars great. Just a little, a, little, and a little beeping noise to, to, to make the writing uh, exercise. Constant or variable bitrate. Oh, now if it was just 10 minutes of the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the 10-minute extended Jeopardy theme remix. 10 oh, minutes of Arlie Ermy yelling at you that you're not writing good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I figured... Ten, it, 10 minutes of your dad telling you how disappointed he is. <laughs> <laughs> I figured since it's, since it's eight weeks, then I can do that over August and September, and then October would be coming up with some ideas and outlining, and then... No and then NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo. Ah, yeah. So... Yeah, okay. Also, uh, I have I have another idea for a creative writing course. It's a 50,000-episode podcast series. Each one requires you to write one, one word, word of your you novel. <laughs> <laughs> it has what, yes, 10 it seconds. Has, it has some guidance. Silence. It has some guidance yeah. as to to which word. Yeah, you, it starts out with like a, a ten minute a. episode. Yeah, the ten minutes is of the guy just suggesting some good words. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the last word you wrote was a adjective, <laughs> you might consider following this one up with a noun. Jesus. <laughs> Let's do a how to write podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't. I think we would be terrible at writing a, writing scripted exchanges and then recording them. Mm. Yeah, we tried that. Yeah, we did that. We did that once for the for our for the like, Word Realms, Word Realms Kickstarter, Kickstarter video. Yeah. The problem is, I think it would even if we wrote wrote good exchanges. I think our acting chops are such that it would still come off real weird. <laughs> my acting chops are nowhere near as good as my karate chops. Yeah. Exactly. And my karate chops suck, so we're fucked, guys. If we ever are, like, trapped on a boat and we have to act our way off the boat, I don't think we're going to make it. <laughs> we probably won't even make it out of the paper bags we arrived in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You think we would have paid for better seats? <laughs> you could use text-to-speech. For, for what? For performing the the exchanges. Oh, oh, oh. text to speech. I thought okay. I was thinking you meant speech to text. Yeah, I was like, sure. what, why? I was after that during that silence. I was like, did I get it backwards? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just pick a different Vocaloid. That'll be good. Yeah, there you go. I don't know what a Vocaloid is. It's those. Uh, Hatsune Miku is one of them. Yeah, it, uh, I don't know what I, that is either. That's, that's good for good for you. Stay it's, that way. It's like anime music singing characters that use these computer voices. I, I think the technology is based around a real person saying all the possible Japanese sounds, and then the mm. AI strings them together. Did you guys see that, that article about the ghost characters, the ghost Japanese characters? Oh, I, I saw the link to it, but I haven't looked into it yet. Is it cool? No. What What is this? So uh, there are characters in Unicode for the Japanese section of Unicode that don't actually mean anything. Like they haven't, they're, they're just not words or they don't translate to anything. Is it, it's just one of the possible glyphs that that writing system can create? They're mistakes. Oh. And they got encoded in there because it was like the, 
the Unicode, the Japanese Unicode is from some sort of like codification of the Japanese language that the government did maybe five or 10 years prior. And that used as a bunch of source material, like a list of all Japanese towns. And there's a couple of towns that have some weird. Wait, and some of them were made up by map makers to catch no, pirates. Although that, that's a really that Wow. That would be even a better Genesis. Uh, no, they are, uh, they just were like, had some, some towns have some weird character usages. Uh, but they, the, like one of them, the, like, it was just one character on top of each other. But because of the way that they like to make that character, they would just like print two of the characters that they already had and like fit, literally paste them into the book, one on top of the other. But when they scanned it, the line between the two pieces of paper looked like an additional line and became, like a part, like they just wow. translate that as like a part of huh. like a single character. So it was an OCR error. That one, that one is. Uh, there's one where it looks like it was just a transcription error and stuff. It's just like, it's just great. It's just, there's yeah, apparently like, a bunch of other ghosts. They're called ghost characters. They're like in other languages. There are also weird ghost characters that don't really mean anything. So. Hey, Jim, do you know how to do that thing that you can do with... <laughs> I think Unicode that makes it so your text is like haunted and has weird things extending out from it at 90 degree angles. No, but I know that Unicode has the ability to like say, okay, now the text is going in this direction. Okay. And I think it's only like up, down, left and right, but I think it involves that. Huh. That and like, there's like a ton of different weird diacritic marks that can all be stacked on top of each other to do weird stuff. Yeah, that like Zalgo text. Yeah, yeah. What does Zalgo mean? It it's it's from a I, I don't even know if it was a full creepypasta, just that the that style of text used for this weird Lovecraftian being. It's it's like you see like a somebody's done fan art of of Calvin and Hobbes or something, except their eyes are all dripping black ooze and they're saying Zalgo with the typeface all all fucked up in that way yep. is is what that's from. Hmm, that's pretty good. I mean, what does it take for something to be a real creepypasta? Like, it could just be, like, I mean, five sentences well, yeah. long. In, in the sense of this is, like, just one-off drawings rather than being a story is, I what guess, is sh- what I meant by that. What do you think the shortest creepypasta is? Baby shoes. <laughs> Three <Yes>. of them. <laughs> Baby shoes. They'll grow into adult shoes soon. (laughs) Baby skin. Never worn. Mm. (laughs) Uh, What have you been up to, Jim? Uh, Let me check my notes because I forget. You have notes about what you've been up to? Yes. Is it like a diary or? Uh, I I keep notes because I keep forgetting to talk about shit on this podcast. And then I, I decided I should start writing it down. Uh, so at the maid, it's been open during the day lately. Um, what? Uh, and there have been classes there with a bunch of, um, I actually don't know the content of the classes, but should I wait? Is this, is this going to be all right? Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> now it is. It's been open during the week is what I meant to say. Like, um, people have been they've got they got some volunteers to 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 take admission i think and um is that like confession but 
monetary. They take your money, yeah. Yeah, and they ring you up. You go into a booth. It's been four weeks since I last played Atari. Right. Uh, so there have been, like, during co-working, there's just been a bunch of kids in the room playing video games. Oh, wow, weird. Which is not great for the concentration, but I think that part of my life is over now. Concentration um, is over? <laughs> I, I don't understand how anybody can get fucking anything done at that co-working. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. I, it's a toss-up for sure. Like, I've had really productive days there, but I've also had, like, just days when I spend the whole time talking to people instead. Hmm. Um, what do you prefer? I I like a variety. You know, it, I guess it depends on my mood. I, sometimes I talk to people and it's great. Sometimes I talk to people and I'm frustrated. Okay. Uh, like, uh, and the... I, I just remember going into this room and not expecting all these kids there because like I'm technically a volunteer at the maid, but I don't go to any of the meetings. So I never know what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Um, and there were a bunch of kids there and they were all playing like sports or racing games. And I was just really like weirded out. Like sometimes somebody at co-working, like one person will like load up Madden and play Madden 97 or whatever. I'm like, Oh, that's cute. That's uh that's the, the guy who likes football. But when you're surrounded by it, it's a very different feeling. It's like, Oh shit, these people are taking over. And then I realized this is like, this is how a racist feels about like one black person in the neighborhood versus a hundred. You know, I assumed when you said this that it was all uh, little black kids playing these but sports games. They anyway. were definitely okay. Yeah, so like, that's how a racist feels about that. Yeah, yeah, that was about to make that point too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like. I don't think that it's th that people who like sports games and racing games are taking over so much as they've been. The oh, they bulk. actually have, they have been, been the yeah. bulk of the game buying and playing audience for decades uh -huh, and uh -huh. FIFA yeah. FIFA fans. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what I, but you just don't, I mean, just like you don't, you know, there are like incredibly popular songs and musicians that like, we just would never talk about or, you know, yeah. Or like, I don't know, phone games that. Oh yeah. You look at the, you look at the top sellers or and the you're top like, what the fuck is any of this? What? Like no one that you know plays it because all you know is weird bohemian artsy fartsy avant-garde yeah. types I, I will definitely what is this minecraft well that was sort a, of german that was a crossover hit yeah. yeah i will definitely like go through the well i also listen to the radio so i'll hear all the you know the pop stuff um but i will definitely go through the the the, the top grossing stuff on on the play store every once in a while just to That's see like what the horror section oh it, you're thinking of engrossing Okay. The most grossing the most stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your most grossing movie. Oh, The Human Centipede. Mm -hmm. mm. Sure. You could do better. Yeah, that wasn't actually that gross. <laughs> uh, and just to see, just to see how people are living out there, you know, because I had never, like, unlike the radio and unlike, you know, looking at the, the top, the, um, the top grossing stuff on the app store, it's actually pretty hard to, get a visceral sense of what the average gamer is playing uh, like on their Xbox. I mean, luckily that's kind of a meaningless thing to think, right? Well, I mean, if it's I like, had, I would have been mentally prepared for the, well, that sure, day. Okay. You wouldn't have been freaked out by this, but like, I mean, you can walk into a bookstore and like, 
most of this doesn't appeal to me at all. And mm-hmm. you're not like appalled, right? Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, fucking of yeah. course not. Like, yeah. yeah, well, and part of the problem is that games are so one note uh, to begin with. Like, how do you mean? I mean, like, there are only, especially nowadays, like, if you look at console games, there's, this kind of is like that. There are only four games. Right. There's your jumpy shooty. Uh huh. There's your. This is exactly what I mean. Like, you're you're, you're joking, but this is what I'm saying for for serious. Right. There's your net hack. There's, what are the four categories? What are the four genders of video Uh game? There's, there's Uh net hacks. Net hacks, Uh Pac Man. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Pol- Pol's position. And Call of Duties. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Those are the four elements. You can combine them. You can have a... Can have a, a call- COD, COD PP? Yeah, I guess actually a Call Ugh. of Duty is basically a Pac-Man, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's about running through a maze, uh, collecting dots, and then when you get are, a... Are the airstrikes the power pellets? <laughs> is that yeah. what... <laughs> they turn everyone into ghosts. That, mm, yeah. Hmm. What if there was a Pac-Man ROM that the characters were named those ghost characters from Unicode and it turned them into real ghosts that could leave the screen ah. and start following you around your house? Oh, okay. creepypasta. One of them one of them is like always goes into the room that you're about to go into to scare you and one of them always like <laughs> is in the room behind you that you just left and he goes Ooh, and then you're like ah. <laughs> those are the, those are the two ghost behaviors I can think of. <laughs> One of them is always right behind you. What are what are the genders of games in your actual estimation? Oh, I mean, there's just the one about murdering people. Okay. But, I mean, these kids weren't playing games about murdering people. That's actually very true. So, like, I should have been relishing viewing, looking at all these people. Just, all they're doing instead is sports games that, I, I guess... You I, are racist against sports. I sure am. <laughs> And that's, you know, that's a thing that, that I don't, you know, I'm not proud of, but it is a fact about me. I definitely used to be. And I, then I realized I would burn fewer calories on it by just not giving a shit. Oh, yeah. And then, like sometimes I go to a baseball game and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've gone to a baseball game and I've drunk a hot chocolate and whoever's at bat, I root for them. Because it's, it's more exciting if they hit the ball. I see. So you're some sort of like <laughs> ephemeral omni-trader. <laughs> no, it's just like socialist, socialist baseball. Okay. <laughs> just every time, every time somebody does something good, everyone gets a point. Yeah. Well, I do at least. Nice. <laughs> okay. So just, but I mean, you know that not all games are murder. So. Yeah. Do because they're we don't know both, what happens to those Tetris. Yeah. Blocks. So when I talk about <laughs> <laughs> what I talk when I talk about all games, I actually mean a very specific subset of games, and and it is of the gamer subculture that I used to identify with. I think is what I mean by that. Did you say not all games? Like hashtag not all games. Uh, I don't remember saying that, okay. but I mean maybe if we go back to the tape. Sure. Uh, also, Tetris is about like burying people in mass graves, right? Isn't that what Br- Brenda Romero <laughs> said? <laughs> it was it wasn't Brenda Romero? I think it was it was something around the conversation of 
the Nazi train game. She, yeah, it wasn't, she made that. She made that. that but there was like, if you recontextualize Tetris as a game about throwing bodies into a mass grave and incinerating them when you had there, a nice flat layer of them, like there was literally that in one of the Monty Python games. Oh, the would have been the Holy Grail game. They had a they had a mini game about the the dude the the dude who was still alive on the cart full of corpses, except it was Tetris. That's. Do you remember what year that was? Not offhand, but it would have been. It was like early CD-ROM days. Yeah. It was like mid mid nineties. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Man, there's. It would be interesting to look at a bunch of. Wow, what a terrible Overhead thing light. that has just been done to this room. Uh, it's better than the darkness, I guess, a little bit. Boy, what a wow, gross. What if I just turn on my phone's flashlight? Yeah, what if we just bring in a bunch of kerosene lamps <laughs> to light, which will also burn some of the esters out of the air that are God, it undoubtedly so killing us? Yeah, this, this, right this studio is it's, it's not like there it. yet. It's, no. it's not there yet. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Kevin just turned on some horrible fluorescent lights, and that's why we're freaking out. That's why I'm freaking out. Bad at radio. The uh, okay. So any game that's not about murder mm-hmm. is the same gender as any other game that's not about murder. So like facade and Madden 2018 <laughs> are the same. Yes, and okay. Um, are you saying that like concussions are not dangerous? The money. Trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is that football players should stop whining. And okay. if you want to take a knee, do it on your own time. Partner. I'm definitely not saying that. Pardon. Partner. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's probably what a racist white guy would call a black guy that he didn't like. Okay. Um, uh, so the Monty Python game, there was like a weird, like when they didn't yet know what CD-ROMs were for, really. Right. There was a bunch of weird stuff that got made that is in a particularly difficult to re-experience epoch of software right now. Yeah. I tried, I found out from, I think it was something that the Catamites posted to Twitter that Laurie Anderson made some CD-ROM that was like an interactive museum exhibit that you walked around Whoa. in. Oh, yeah. Crazy. What? So do I, am I remembering this right? Oh, no, this this wouldn't have been a DVD because it was a CD-ROM, but like the equivalent of like making a game out of the DVD menu system. Yeah. Which I think they've done with Dragon's Lair. I believe you're right. I believe I saw Dragon's Lair, like just you played with a DVD player. I, that has to suck. Not yeah, that, I, I, I not that Dragon's Lair doesn't kind of suck. It, it's kind of there already. Honest, like, yeah. It looks really cool, but it just is always, even the original arcade machine, yeah, arcade machine, kind of feels, really, feels really, feels really rickety. I would imagine there's some pretty bad seek times. Yeah. Um, you know what's a bad seek time? Being slain with a scimitar. Hmm. Uh, Kevin, oh, Kevin gets it. Okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, I learned about Sikhs and Jains at the same time uh, in a comparative religions class, and all I remember is that Sikhs have scimitars and Jains carry brooms so they don't step on any ants. Okay. I think they are both only allowed to eat what they beg for. Okay. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't remember anything about that class. Got an A. Because it was community college. 
It would be interesting to look at some of that early CD-ROM stuff from a like games point of view. I remember yeah. playing the Monty Python thing and losing interest in it pretty quick in the nineties, but like I couldn't get the, the Laurie Anderson thing to run at all. Like so much of that is reliant on like now install this like video codec uh, that only runs in windows 3.1 or yeah, something. Yeah, I like. think the, the way you would have to, like a if a historian trying to preserve this stuff, the way they would have to do it is: Do you remember what was the game we played where the way you get it is just by downloading a um Virus. a DOS box like with a hard drive with Windows three point one preloaded onto it? Um, we 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 did this for an assignment once. It was it was a, a like a an EGA adventure kind of game set in. Like Japanese mythology, maybe. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Cosmology of Kyoto. That sounds right. Yeah, I I think it would have to be something like that, like like violating dozens of companies' copyrights at once. To they, they weirdly like I read this article about how like Microsoft really doesn't seem to care about that. Like there's there are plenty of places where you can just run Windows three one in a browser and they just like could shut them down, but they just don't care. Yeah, like, I, I, that makes they're perfect not, they're definitely not losing any money from people pirating Windows three point one. That makes perfect sense to me. And I wonder like I've I've had thoughts about making a game which is packaged that way. Uh which is like a ARG style game spread across this disc image. So you're you're in a Instead of like, oh, there's this um, family of games that have been coming out recently with fake computer interfaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just why not just use the actual Windows computer interface? And yeah. instead of like re-implementing Solitaire, just actually have Solitaire, and then you like use ResEdit to change the the king to one of the clues in the arg, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I I hadn't really considered like. Doing that sort of thing, maybe you could even sell it. Maybe you could even like put that on Steam and get away with it. Yeah, I wonder. I bet if you started selling it, it would draw a different kind of attention. That's than probably true. Just making it available for free. But. Yeah. But yeah, they like it's. I I can't think of an incentive for them to shut that stuff down. Nintendo, at least, like the reason they want to shut ROM sites down is so that they can sell you Super Mario Brothers for six bucks on every platform they release from now until forever. I I would agree with you, except for the fact that they haven't made that an option on the Switch. Right? But but they are selling the NES Classic. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So do you think that they're not selling old games on the Switch because they want to sell NES and Super that's NES the and that's the theory that I've heard? Yeah. That's disappointing it seems like it's just probably some dumb reason that they're not doing it because i don't think that it actually it's cuts in i don't it's so frustrating that like like people would be willing to pay for the same game that they've bought three times before again yep. given the option because this is such a cool platform and they want to have all their old favorite games available on it and they just can't right now a giant bomb was hypothesizing or was saying that what they should do and what they might be thinking about doing is like Here's like a dollar a month and you can just play any NES game on your Switch. Well, they're doing the, what, $10 a year Switch Online program starting next month? Oh, are they? I don't... Yeah, that's supposed to... That's like online cloud saving. Yeah, and and, and it comes with like access to one SNES game a month or something like that's that. That's something weird. It, it, it's like it seemed like the sort of thing that was 
created so that almost like a book of the month kind of a thing, so that or everybody like a would Satellaview. so that everybody would be playing the same game. Yeah. Huh. Um, and I remember at the time the talk was that it, it would have online multiplayer. Hmm. We're using a that that's how that that system is definitely how online multiplayer is going to be routed in the future. Okay. It's unclear whether Oh, were you saying the Super Nintendo? No, I meant games I meant the emulated games yeah. would have online multiplayer. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's what Weird. I had heard. I don't I haven't looked at like the details recently oh, though. Like games that used to be two or four player or whatever. Right. What? Yeah. I remember playing cool. Life Force with my buddy Pete on Nesticle yeah. over I guess it must have been TCPIP at that point. I'm thinking, and was, thinking was it, it was magic? like fucking sorcery. Was it dial-up? Yeah. yeah, it was definitely dial-up. But I think it, I think it was like an actual PPP internet connection, right? Uh, the, the old point-to-point protocol. Yeah, you know where you get an IP address of your very own, and they'll never run out. <laughs> yeah. uh, what have you been up to, Kevin? Uh, I recently went to New Mexico to oh, yeah with my mother. Happy birthday, Leilani. Uh, yeah, she turned 70 this past weekend. 70-year-old teen. Yep. Um, so for her birthday, uh, I bought her a new iPhone because her she they sold her an Android phone that had eight gigabytes of storage space, six gigabytes of which was used by the operating system. Yeah. And she immediately filled it up with like a handful of photos and videos and then just couldn't install anything without deleting all of her photos and videos. It was the worst experience I've ever seen for like a consumer electronics device. And like she would have problems and the solution would be to install this app to like get to some sort of setting or whatever, but she couldn't do it because there was no <laughs> space on the device. So I, then they sold her like an SD card to extend it, but nothing would install on the SD card. Nothing would transfer over to it. I, I like. I just kind of wanted to break the thing in half after. Yeah, spending. that's a real lousy experience. Yeah. Um. So now she has an iPhone. She's like an iPhone eight S or something, which is better than my phone. Hmm. So. Um, so yeah, and then she also got a new computer. So I spent three days sort of transferring all the stuff from her old computer onto her new computer, and all her stuff from her old phone onto the iPhone, and then like making sure everything worked and teaching her how to use everything. And then her like trying to do something and not knowing how it worked and solving the problem and stuff like that. The upshot of all of this though is that like her computer was so old that not, I couldn't get a VPN server to run on it anymore. But now her she has a new computer, so now she has a super swanky VPN on it. Um, Real VNC uh, is amazing. They have a plan that's like a personal plan that's free. You can install a server on a machine and have like five clients that can log into it and uh it is just magical like you don't have to put their ip address in which is like part of the problem with the old software was because she's on an ip like a six oh does it just like register itself with with server yeah some kind of server and huh that's that's handy it's great um and so like i I can just from my phone or computer i can just click a button be logged into her computer see what she's saying solve problems for her um, and now that she has a webcam on her computer, because we got her a new iMac, um, she can, if she's having problems on her phone, she can just hold the phone screen up to the, <laughs> cause I don't know how to do like phone screen sharing. I don't know if that's a thing yet. Um, but yeah. And so now I can do all kinds of tech support from here. It's, You're a way better son than I am. I, nah, I get, I don't know. I, I just feel like 
tech support is what you do to support the older generation, right? As I a, mean, I just, no, nobody ever asks me to do it. But maybe they don't think that you're good with computers. That's fair enough. <laughs> it would. I Did would you not. ever buy one of those? No, I won't fix your computer shirts. No, no, no. Uh, Jesus Christ, man. Um, so because my mom lives in Albuquerque and Santa Fe is only an hour away, uh, drove up to Santa Fe for a day and we went to Meow Wolf, which I had not yet been to. Uh, and that was pretty cool. Uh, Are you supposed to, do they tell you like, don't tell anyone about this? There's like a weird level of secrecy associated with it. And I don't know why. I think it's, it, it is better to go in not knowing much about it. Uh, and so I don't want to ruin the sort of novelty for anybody else who might experience it. Um, it, I was surprised by a couple of features of it and kind of wish that I could have gone back a second day. Like, I feel like when, so Zach, you and I were in Ohio Mm -hmm. and were, uh, we, we went, did we both go to the Kosai thing? Yeah. Independently. Independently. The the experience at, Kosai, yeah. the Columbus uh, Science and Industry Museum. I think it no longer exists, unfortunately. Or the adventure, maybe. Um, the adventure, yeah. Yeah, and it was like it was sort the of situation like, at Kosai. It was sort of like an archaeological dig, or it was themed like an archaeological dig. But there was a bunch of stuff to do. It was like geared towards kids, but there were like little sort of small puzzles to solve, and you'd find you'd find stuff, and you'd like punch little weird sigils into a statue, and then you get sort of this animated song thing it was like the production values were incredibly good uh and then it sort of reveals to you at the end of the like process that there's actually this whole second order code and puzzle set going on which is much harder really hard even yeah for it's adults. like glared for like cleared g- g- it's geared <laughs> for teams of adults yeah uh and so like i think we both sort of understood before we got to the end that there was something else going on like there was a bunch of decorative stuff on the walls that was clearly had more structure yeah and started like decoding this there's just like a language that was like similar enough to english uh glyphs that you could get to the point where you could read it uh without having to look up every letter which was nice and those there were signs everywhere in that stuff that told you sort of pointed you to the other puzzles yeah um and then each of the each of the like sort of statues that you had input symbols into earlier, there was a different set of symbols that you could punch in and get a different little song, which was really cool. <laughs> I like I don't know. It was just it was so neat. The idea of like a meta, like a second order puzzle set in the same space that was just composed of what looked like decorative elements uh, before that. Um, and it like revealed that certain things that like were not very obviously interactive became interactive if you knew the right thing to do based on like just coming in with this like slightly different set of knowledge. Where is this? In Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. And I think it's, I think it's no longer there. I think they have repurposed the space. It was in a museum. They were going to at the time, but the last that I looked, it was still, but it was, it's been a few years since I looked. Um, Um, But then like, if you actually completed that weird second order thing, you actually like got like a, yeah, yeah some souvenirs and yeah stuff. it was yeah super yeah. cool yeah um, like a scroll that was written in that language and like a coin yeah uh, but so that place really benefited from us being able to like explore the space go away for a while spend some time thinking about it and like 
Yeah, we had both. We it. had both taken a bunch of pictures on our phones and spent a bunch of time the night before, like decoding stuff. And so we went in. We were able to go back the second day together, like forearmed with a bunch of new information about yeah. it. And so I feel like Meow Wolf has a similar kind of thing, different, huh. very, very different. But there is a thing to do. There in is it? definitely a thing to do at Meow Wolf. Yes. Okay. Or at, at the House of Eternal Return. Yeah. And where's that? That is in Santa Fe. Okay. So they are opening. Um, New installations in Las Vegas and Denver at some point in the not too distant future, I think. Um, and I think they are going to be, I think they are totally different. I don't think they're going to be replications of the Santa Fe space and they're going to have different things. So I think saying I went to Meow Wolf won't mean as much. You have to like specify which place you went to. Um, but I would totally go back, uh, now that I have had that like first order experience and see if I could figure out more stuff about it. And I, w- I would also like to go on a, and a day or time when there were fewer people because it was really crowded. Hmm. Um, so, well, I'll go with you. Yeah, we should go back to Santa Fe. We also we need to go to New York oh, and yeah. do every room escape in New York. Yeah. <laughs> escape from New York. Yeah. <laughs> we can eat it. We can eat at a pizza place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had lunch with Yanaman uh, and Lissandra. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so you said the word sigil. Yeah. And as someone who spent like. Three years of my life talking to people about sigils. Yeah. <laughs> Have I been just saying it wrong this whole time? No, you're probably I right. say sigil. Yeah. It's, it's probably Because you're not the only one who said that. It's just the G problem, right? Like, it's is it hard G, soft G? Nobody fucking knows, and we have wars about this stuff. Okay. It's pronounced like the image format. Yeah. Okay. Sigil. Sigil? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay, that's not going to work. Nope. <laughs> So, Google Dictionary just says sigil. Okay. With a schwa. A J and a schwa. Okay. All I need is a J and a schwa, and I'll be all right, dude. But what if it's pronounced like Jurassic Park? Yeah. Um, well, should we talk about video games? Sure. Not as well. Video games podcast. I haven't done anything except get this studio set up you could talk about that this is not a video game um no we i spray glued some foam to some cardboard and hung it on some hooks we're trying to not have to repaint the walls because we're not sure how long we're going to be in here yeah so you don't want in an ideal world we will be in here either three months or six months but then out right and be in a nicer studio yeah of our own devising yeah our own devising our own decorating our own toilet in it we can all sit on to we can each sit on a toilet wow, around the how table. How gross would that be? <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't be that. You know, you, you know, like at the Exploratorium where there's that drinking fountain that's built into a toilet that no one will drink out of. You know, at the Vomitorium where you enter the Exploratorium. <laughs> that's where you exit the Exploratorium. Is it was it the exit? I thought it was the exit. I don't know. Because it's vomiting people out of the building. How have I never seen a co-op toilet? That just seems like a no-brainer. Well, a co-op toilet? Yeah, I don't... Uh, like well, you've seen the Saturday Night Live with the like love toilet, right? Where it's oh, two toilets. That's so sweet. Facing each other. Yeah. Uh, I I can't sit on a toilet for more than like ten or fifteen minutes before like I'm kind of your legs fall asleep. Yeah, everything yeah. like it's just a bad bad for you. I think it used to happen to me a lot when I was a kid. It doesn't happen to me anymore. I think I've just gotten better at sitting on the toilet, or I don't sit on the toilet nearly as long. You don't use one of those squatty potty things. No. Okay. I, you know, I hear people swear by them. Yeah. 
Nothing fancy for me. Just a good old Republican style toilet. Shit into it like a Republican. Um, I feel like missionaries, the toilets that missionaries use are not toilets that you want to use. They just, they use the flying toilet where you just shit in a bag and throw it as far as you can. (laughs) That's kind of like a space toilet. Um, Are bidets usually heated? This is something I've been wondering. Does it, does it go attached to the cold water or the hot water or a well, mixer? There's only cold water, right? Like there's not typically a hot water well, feed by a toilet. Right. I think that's the new Japanese toilets. That was, <clears throat> they have like hot water. And they have a heater in the... Massage seats. In the mechanism. And then like the, the, a projector so that you can watch like nature scenes on the wall opposite you. I, I want the toilet oh, water that I'm pooping into to be heated. <laughs> like... A, <laughs> Like, so I can make tea at the wow. same time. Oh, God. Jesus. Just so that it's not so jarring when it <laughs> splashes back up onto your Yeah, and also just like what's the steam wafting up. It's, oh, yeah. It sounds real nice. Jesus, Jim. You, <laughs> God. I went to a room escape that was a, it was a dinner-themed room escape, and the venue that they had for it was a showroom for toilets. Oh, yeah. So it was, they would, the people who had the toilet showroom would have either free or cheap access to the space because the whole idea for them was people are going to come to our space and need to use the bathroom at some point. And at at that point, they'll go into our amazing toilet bathroom and like have this life changing experience and want to buy our toilets. Yeah. I don't know if that, I don't know how that business model is working out for them or not. You you gave me a little yep. flashlight keychain that looks like a toilet. Yep, they gave because they had all sorts of little tchotchkes to take away hmm. if you if you, the, if you won. Does the light come from out of the bowl? You you yeah. You open, open the, the lid and the lights in the bowl. Yeah, yeah. that's that's another thing I now yeah. want in my toilet. You could make you could make a like a weird sort of inspirational film using like Lego characters and like somebody finds something really amazing in the toilet and there's like a <laughs> chorus of angels farting. Yeah, that's great. Hey, Jim, have you played any video games? uh, uh, Let me check my notes. (laughs) Heated toilet water. So so I talked about this on Twitter uh, maybe a month ago. The game, there was a number of, the family of games. um, Do you remember remember the name, the game I'm Rich for iPhone? It wasn't a game. It was just an app. (laughs) Yeah. It was just an app. (laughs) It was uh, an app that they charged int max for. Yeah, the 999, $999 or whatever. Right. Um, And all it was was like an icon saying I'm rich on your desktop. So there's a family of these on Android as well. And they were all on sale for $0 like a month ago. So I bought them. Okay. I bought like five of them. And um what are they? Are they just meant to be like status icons? Yes, they are. So I'm just going to go through them here while uh, I describe. So I'm opening up this one that uses the uh the default Android SDK icon. Okay. Uh it's called USA Rich. And <laughs> and the the title of the program is USA Rich Person. There's a picture of a dollar sign. You purchased the most expensive app from the Play Store, and there's a button that says Rich Person Names. So I click on that, and here's a bunch of, like, people and their photos and their names of, it looks like Facebook profile photos of people who submitted their name to be uh, uh, on this list. There's, and there's then like there's an email social, address at the bottom. Networking. of networking. Yeah. Except you can't, like, IM these people or anything. 
Okay. But you can, there's an email address at the bottom where that you can email to send your, your photo to so they can add you in a patch to this, uh, to this app. Wow. Ooh. It totally defeats the purpose for that to be a free app. Uh huh. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the fun. Did you, did you submit your information? Like, no, you no. I could, yeah, I could, that's a good you know idea. what? I could be, I could see it being a free app if, if they change the format. If, if, at a certain point, they change it to like guillotiner or something, <laughs> and give it, start uh, giving it away okay. for free. Yeah, that's good. Uh, there's also a um, a disclaimer at the bottom saying it's just for entertainment. No, any government calculation or activity include. <laughs> <laughs> I inherently trust these people. Yeah, boy, I was worried that any government. <laughs> Calculation or include, but now so I if you want to know any was, yeah, if you want to get your face on this list, you don't even need to get this app. You can just email, just email them USA rich person at gmail.com. Why wow, you're just giving away all the rich person secrets. Yeah, I thought, I thought my, our, our listeners would appreciate that. So this next one is made with Unity. There's a Unity splash screen. Wow, and some sound. Yeah, which I just muted because I got, and, and, uh, text fading in saying you are rich and a button that says get richer what does the so if i click that button it shows me an call? ad what is the app it gives call? you a dollar let's <laughs> give someone else a dollar oh my God. it's, it's called i am rich you to watch them <laughs> i feel like i've seen that business model where you get a cut of what they get for the ad oh god that hurts my brain yeah it's not the best that seems like a weird collusive tactic that would probably be outlawed by most contracts, right? I, I wonder, like, it seems legit in, in, the, in that you are being advertised to. Yeah. And. But it incentivizes you to watch a, a ton of ads with for financial gain, which probably means that you're not engaging with them in a holistic way that, so that's what, not what happened. But you're want. engaging with them accidentally, which is what they want. It's what brands want. They just want to get under your skin. Then we do associate positivity with them. Hmm. Like old spice. I do have positive feelings about old spice. It's yeah. true. So uh, I'll just skip the rest of these, except that um, the last one is called I am rich and it uses a, uh, the default, icon from the Android SDK, except it's a different version of the Android SDK. So it's two different default Android head icons. How do you know that it's the default? Uh, it's just, it's because Android? it's, it's the one I, I've, I've seen a bunch of cheaply made Android apps and it's the one, the icon. It's of, not that they're all made by the same person and that's just their favorite picture. Yes. Okay. So, well, I mean, I guess it could be, I guess they could be, uh, like downloading the same tutorial from the internet. Um, so I, uh, I also played a game called Hidden My Ramen by Mom. Is that the third? It's a in the series, or is it? It's a ripoff. It's wow. a it's a knockoff. And this this developer has made like eight or nine of these. They made three Hidden My Ramen by Mom games, and then a few uh, each in a couple of other r related series. Did you, were they good? No. Why would mom hide your ramen? Yeah, I mean, it's not very good for you. Like, it's kind of loaded with carbs. Uh, but I mean, part of the part of the problem is that like it's just not very well thought through as an adventure game. Like, it's got all the usual like bad adventure game issues, like 
poorly tuned hotspots and poorly like telegraphed reactions and mm-hmm. uh but it was remarkable like how similar it was in terms of like art style and audio like it, it was t- clearly trying to be as a game another game but by, by that same studio trying to evoke those same sorts of aesthetics i mean i guess it makes sense that that would be fairly hard to knock off like it would be harder than people thought to knock that off successfully right yeah I mean, well yeah like do you remember all the shitty flappy bird knockoffs that were just no fun at all to play because yeah because yeah. they were neither flappy nor bird well, I was thinking they just didn't the, get what was actually the, solid about the, the gameplay. wasn't very good. Flappy in, Bird, like yeah. all clicker games after Cookie Box, <laughs> Candy Box, Candy Box. Yeah. No, there was. I mean, They're like good. Paper Clips is good. Crank is sure. pretty good. That's space Plan was fine. Yeah, I liked Space Plan a lot. There was that weird Christmas one that was cool. It had one cool idea in it, but it also ended. That's right? true. Yeah, like it the, ended the at Christmas. End, yeah, the ones that end are. Good. I mean, they all end if you just blow your brains out. That's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. What a what a lovely thought. Uh, and I played. Uh, I think it's called Hold Down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. played some Hold Down. Uh, about that. The, T- tell us about it. By the developer of Rimmed Capsule. Um, oh huh. Well, really? Yeah. Yep. Huh. Uh, it, so Hold Down is a game that. Um, where you are presented with a a breakout like um collection of shaped bricks and you send a series of balls into the playfield to try to destroy the bricks um and you are trying to um get them to bounce in such a way that they hit the the bricks many times before returning back to the right. surface uh, every move you make, the, the bricks Approach. come, come closer to you. And yeah. if they reach the top of the screen, you, the game ends. So this game is wrapped in kind of a, um, of kind of a, a, a compelling upgrade structure where you will find gems inside some of the bricks and use the gems to upgrade your stuff. The stuff being like, how many balls do you send out when you shoot balls out? Uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, and so there's, there's a, nice upgrade loop to uh you to take you through this this game again and again and then at the end of it once you've upgraded everything you go into endless mode which is just uh see how far you can get hmm. kind of a deal and it's it's well done it's um it's it, i saw people on twitter talking about how like this game actually isn't isn't actually that new that this game, this sort of game has existed in free to play circles for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, It's very similar to something that you, Kevin had played a bunch of where you're at the bottom and you're like throwing sequences of axes at a thing. Yep. Um, I like that this one, you just buy it and you, right. I was about to say like, this is like, I was, I was making comparisons to like how Nirvana took the pixies aesthetic and made it popular Except this is doing the opposite of taking like uh, a popular free-to-play game and making it palatable to hardcore gamers by having you just buy it and not having any free-to-play stuff in it. Do you think that's the thing that hard like 
When I think about the audience like us that would prefer to spend a dollar on a game and have it just be a thing that's done, do, are we, we're not hardcore gamers. Mm, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe post-hardcore. Like, like people who actually care about... Like, I feel like the reason that we're losing... Well, it, I feel so, like, like we are people who know stuff about game design and it bothers us when we are playing something that is so clearly manipulating us into yeah, getting us I, to pay Hardcore money, is probably right? the wrong word for it because the hardcore are the ones that are buying loot boxes in Battlefront or Fortnite. Right. So like that's, that's, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know what the word is, but like, more palatable Thought, to me. Gamers. Yeah, yeah. People who are just good people. Old men. Just people who <laughs> old who are thoughtful men. about the things old they put out in the world and consume and don't just blind yeah. Um it's it's pretty empty as a Oh yeah, as soon as I upgraded experience. everything I stopped playing. Yeah, it's not like Nothing new ever happens, right? There's le- there's bigger levels, but they you, just put bigger numbers on things, yeah. and they're and they're you gotta go deeper to get to the like core, like oh yeah, you get to breach the core. I didn't talk about that yeah, part. Yeah, and you can breach a core. It's pretty satisfying. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's yeah, it's like I I didn't find like it was compelling in the sense that I played it compulsively for a little while. But then fell out of love with it like very abruptly. Yeah. And for what it's worth, like you, I had to actually get better at the game to progress. That's true. I didn't, you couldn't just like play until you upgrade and then use your upgrades to, to force your way through the next level. So there's that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of games are just, a skill that you get better at, and that's all they are. Dark Souls. Well, Dark Souls is also like a huge sprawling world full of story for you to encounter. Yeah. Is there story in Dark Souls? There's lore. Yeah, yeah there's it's 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 there's backstory. There's definitely it's it's kind of implicit in the space. It's environmental storytelling. Yeah, I would like a skeleton on a toilet. Right. <laughs> Man, that toilet factory would be the fucking place to go as if you, like, caught wind that the bombs were about to fall. Like, all of us become environmental storytelling. Just like, all right, everybody, get get in a position where your skeleton is going to be doing something real fucked up with this toilet. Yep, yep. It'll be, like, the most interesting building. Gra- in, grab whatever possession you own that will be in the, the most waste, valuable yeah. thing for a scavenger to find clutched to this your is- blackened rib cage. This is the worst suicide cult idea. It's not really a suicide cult, right? Like, it's like a let's all stand in one place when we're about to die due to external forces. Okay. We would need to set up, like, first of all, you need to figure out, like, what what kind of apocalypse is it going to be? And what object is going to be most useful and and rarest in in this blasted landscape and then what you want to do is you set up a scoreboard like next to all your corpses so that the adventurer can rank all the items you're clutching like (laughs) who picked the best useful like which which of these items am i happiest to have found inside of a skeleton rib cage oh and then one of the items should be a camera that can send pictures back in time right you can check the scoreboard right before the bombs hit (laughs) right (laughs) 
Hold down. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like that it's just a game that you can pay for. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, uh, the top, the second top seller under Minecraft the oh. day it was released. Well, that's pretty good. Which that's incredible. actually isn't that incredible because nobody's just selling games anymore. Oh, huh. You know, now that you mention it, I'm going to delete that game from my phone right now. <laughs> Can't be that big. No, I just, I, I'll run it again. Oh, right. Yeah. If I don't, and I don't want to. Good point. I can't stop playing Cinco Pouse. Like when I. You could delete that one too. I don't want to though. It's real good. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it, or is it just compulsive? It's both. Okay. It's good. And you can get, but like it has an extremely high skill ceiling. You know, you know what Michael I, Bro is. I do. Right. Um, I'm just the the subtleties of what makes a game worthwhile and not worthwhile is yeah they're, very subjective. So what if Cinco Pouse had skeletons on toilets? Yep, I think that would make it the perfect game. Then we would know how to say skeleton and toilet in Portuguese. Yep. <laughs> Turns out they're the same word. What the heck? Whoa! <laughs> um, That's why people are always shitting in your skull. <laughs> wow, dude. I was wondering why that, that was happening. That Kevin's a real hardcore gamer. He's talking about shitting in my skull. All right, dude. Um, I went to California Extreme for like an hour. Oh, yeah. Um, I boy. forgot that was happening. Yeah. It, did, uh, it, did it have um, Magical this? Truck Adventure? I don't think so. Mm. I didn't see it. It didn't oh. have Billy Bowl either. Oh. I miss I miss Billy Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so it's like I think I need to take like five years off. This is what I'm in the middle of. Go back. Like to I, I went to again. California Extreme for like five years in a row, and by the end of it, I was just like, kind of seen everything. Yeah. They had a Rampart and an APB, so I no longer feel bad about having bought and then taken to Arizona forever the Rampart and APB that they had the first year that I went. Good, yeah. Um, now that we're using those to exhibit at our own arcade show, I feel less bad about it than if they were just sitting in my house not being played. But um, Or even worse than the store did not being played. So I – oh, they are right now. Yeah. A, uh, I played a game called Dragon Breed that I had never seen before. It was – it's like a maybe 1990 graphics looking side scrolling shooter that is interesting in a certain way. There, you're on a big dragon and you're sort of moving the head of the dragon around and the body curls around like a, like a dragon that's made of a bunch of sprites, you know? And it just kind of like, they're not allowed to be super far apart from one another and they just sort of like, and, and random behind the, you, kind of, or? Uh, no, there, it's, it's, you get a sense of how to move it around, right? Like it'll, it'll follow you around and you can kind of, the, the dragon's body is impervious to bullets and stuff. And the dragon's head, as you power up, starts like getting this like fire breathing thing where it's just sort of constantly doing damage in front of it. So the, the, it's interesting. Can you not just circle back on yourself? You can, but then you also can't shoot through it. What happens if your body collides with? It doesn't. It just, it sits there. I mean, it's, it's like you can turtle up, uh, but you can't do as much damage when you're, when you're doing that. And it's also not like trivially, like some, you gotta move, right, to get out of the way of stuff too. Um, that was cool. It was just like a game. It was just like an arcade game that I would have really liked when I was a kid that I never saw. 
uh, anywhere else. And it just says in big letters on the instructions below the screen, instructions, the dragon is immortal. <laughs> That's not an instruction. Yeah, I know. Uh, there was some game with a button labeled Black Fire, which I then tweeted a joke oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> HR Geeger. Uh, there was a game called Porky, which was a... Is it based on the movies? <laughs> no. You're like a pig in a car, and you can shoot sausages out the front of the car, which <laughs> I don't know if that... The implication there is that one of the one of the things on the dashboard of the car is just a meat grinder that you can kind of jam your haunch into and it makes a sausage and hurls it at your foes. Who are uh, your foes? Um, balloons. It, this is a very bad game. Uh, and it was it something also that had not been the case at previous California's extreme was Almost every game that I tried to play was broken in some way. Oh, like wow. many, there were so many of the games that just one of the directions on the joystick wasn't working, which is like, well, that just makes this fucking impossible to play. Wow. There were like multiple games that there was no visible way to coin them up or like the coin up buttons just weren't hooked up right. Like it seemed real half ass. Like maybe I've just gotten used to us being really on top of things at Zapcon. Yeah, it definitely didn't used to be that way at California Extreme. It didn't, I don't remember it being bad in the past like that. But you yeah, would, it's, You'd occasionally get something that half worked or like they didn't, the game didn't have a free play mode and they ran out of credits. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them have buttons wired in. A lot of them have buttons wired in where there's just like some wires sticking out and then are like a Radio Shack button that's like completely wrapped in electrical tape. Right. Like that kind of shit. But like, um, <clears throat> our friend John from Deedle Deedle Dumpling, our friend John from, uh, uh, from Phoenix makes this thing that is a little, it's like a little blister button that's shaped like a quarter that sticks onto the front and then you wire it into the coin acceptor. So there's just like the little quarter that you press to put a coin in, which is pretty clever design. See those on there every once in a while. I think he sells some of those to some of the people there. Anyway, Porky's was a thing that they sold. There was like a card explaining it and they didn't make very many of them because it wasn't very good. Um, it was a Pac-Man conversion and you're just like a pig driving in a car. It was like not entirely clear whether the road was like a two-dimensional space that you could move up and down on or if the joystick just wasn't working, <laughs> right? There's a jump button and a shoot button, and the jumps were wildly variable in how high you would jump, and I couldn't ever really tell what determined that. And then uh, only the two-player button worked to start the game, and so I started a two-player game, but it was in a mode that was clearly designed for a cocktail cabinet, so when it became the second player's turn, it was the game only upside down. Oh, that's and none of the controllers were hooked up to anything. And also, like, the sprite memory was corrupted in the upside-down version and not the right-side-up version. And so it just became this glitch nightmare that you couldn't control wow. at all. Good. Um, so you would have liked this, I think. <laughs> I, I, I'm enjoying your description of it. So just for reference, uh, do Galaga cabinets, do the joysticks only go left and right? Huh. Yeah, maybe. The so this definitely used to be a Pac-Man though because it still had the right. the console yeah. is the Pac-Man maze. Like th this kit was side art uh actually I don't know if it was side art. What I mean is this like uh, the mask around the screen and the marquee for the top front of the building, the building. 
<laughs> you know, your Pac-Man edifice. <laughs> uh, I played a, a kind of a weird vector game called Azterac. Uh, which is just about like flying around shooting spaceships with other spaceships. The highlight, the thing that was the most, uh, the, the thing that I'd never actually seen before was they had a copy of that Japanese game where the controller is just a big table and oh. your inputs are like pounding your fist on the table or flipping the table as hard as you can. And it flips up like 90 degrees. Like I was not Jeez. expecting the actual flipping of the table to be like really satisfying. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of heavy, and you're, like, really, really hurling it at the screen. That's <laughs> interesting. Like, I'd seen videos of people playing this game, and it looked pretty lame. Yeah, well. But apparently it feels good. That's 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 nice. So it was very difficult to figure out what anything meant, because no one spoke Japanese who right. was there. And also, there is... I would say that even once we figured out how to, like, start a game, the amount of time playing the game was maybe 5% of the total time that it took to, like, start a game. It took, like, more than a minute to get back into an actual gameplay sequence, and then the actual gameplay sequence was, like, three or four seconds long. Wow. Um and then there was just like so much scoring and like slow mo replays and then intros okay, and so then it's safety like, hazard instructions and stuff like that. Like, like it's Peggle. It's possible that there would have been a way to like continue uh, if we had been able to read the right thing. It was sort of hard so, to tell. There are things you can do that like increase the effectiveness of the table flip. One of them was you're a ghost at your own funeral and the thing that you're flipping is the coffin with your body in it and it's like in all of these scenarios it's just a bunch of people and it's like um this game is from like 2011 so it's like 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 a me mii caliber like graphical characters yeah that, like that's that just that sort of like quality level but then like there's one where you're like a teacher and kids are doing annoying things. And if you like time, you're slamming on the table to like the right moment when a kid is doing something annoying, they'll like shut up and you'll gain some extra like power up on your table. So when you say the game thing. is like five seconds long, that you mean like the interactive part of it. So including the part where you like bang on the table. Uh, yeah. What so the the minute leading up to that is that like a cutscene? There's cutscenes. There's like menu after menu after menu to go through. Um, this is interesting because like when I think about arcade game design, like one of the one of the cornerstones of good arcade game design is getting people in and out of the game as fast as possible, so that you can get more quarters. Yeah, this seems antithetical to that. So that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it was fun. It was fun to like flip the table. I did a wedding cake, I think. Yeah. And that, see, now I'm sad I didn't go to California Extreme. I would have gotten <laughs> to play the table flipping game. Yeah. I'm just watching people play it is pretty fun, too. That's true. Did you uh, play the whole the house flipping game on Steam? If you want? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, that's about it though. I have not played a ton of stuff. Like I, I rage quit and deleted No Man's Sky. Like I wow. kept, mm. I kept trying to give it more of a chance. Just a bunch of shitty planets or? Just, I, I don't think that there's any escaping a bunch of shitty planets. Like hmm. there, 
I've been listening to other people on podcasts talk about all the fun that they're having playing No Man's Sky, and it like makes me keep trying to go back to it. And it was just like the thing that finally pushed me over the edge was like I found on a planet there was a quest to like find a drop pod with a suit upgrade in it that like increases your inventory slots. And I was like, okay, I should do this. And it's like, all right, deploy your beacon and put in the pod crash data. But I didn't have any pod crash data. And so I just could never do that quest. And so I just kept trying to find other stuff to do. But I didn't like, there's a bunch of just sort of hidden triggers, apparently, that start these long quest lines full of content that it just doesn't fucking tell you about. Hmm. Like, there's a whole quest line associated with you building a base, but it doesn't start until you build this one particular kind of room that you would just never build if you didn't know that necessarily. Uh, but I found a drop pod. I'm like, finally, a suit upgrade. Maybe I'll be able to run faster or have more jetpack juice or get additional inventory slots or whatever. And it's like, all right, well, there's four broken things on this thing that you have to fix by spending resources on them. Like containers in the world now have things that you have to do to open them, which is like, oh. this costs four mercury or this costs... 32 hydrogen or whatever to open and i got all the stuff and then the last lock on the thing needed cobalt and i was like all right well cobalt's a thing that you mine with the terrain manipulator thing i'll run around and see if i can find any cobalt no nope, none on this planet took off again and i was like oh wait i can't take off because my fucking ship is out of fucking gas again so i'll go farm some gas oh it's one of those robots telling me to stop farming fucking gas again i guess i'll stand here for 30 seconds while that robot wanders off so i can farm some more fucking gas to put in my fucking empty gas tank on this fucking spaceship flew out into space Scanned every planet in the solar system. None of them had the element that I needed. So I was like, well, fuck. I guess I wasted all of these resources, including like an antimatter was one of the things that it took, which is the like big expensive thing. And it's probably not that hard to get to in the fullness of time once you know all the systems. But it's like, this is what it's I need in order to, to go system from system to system, right? I'm like, well, son of a bitch. And I had one hyperdrive fuel left. And I went to the galaxy map and I had, I didn't have the ability to warp. And I was like, why don't I have the ability to warp? I looked at my ship inventory and the hyperdrive was just fucking gone. <laughs> and I don't know if it got destroyed in a fight or if it was lost to a bug or what the fuck. I had no idea how to build another one if that was what the game wanted me to do. So I just fucking alt F4 and uninstalled. Like I, I cannot get past the just. It like when the game was worse and everyone was talking about how disappointed they were in it, this stuff didn't bother me nearly as much. But now that it's supposed to be good, yeah, the ways in which it is just fundamentally fucking terrible. Yeah, it is. I can't. I cannot countenance from the decisions that they have from made. The way I've heard people talk about it, it is it is still bad in a whole lot of significant ways. It seems like what people are enjoying is the the new. Interesting variety of like creature that they're finding. It's certainly prettier now, judging by the screenshots I'm seeing. Yeah, the fact that they had to regenerate the entire universe so everything changed and was lost. Yeah, is a little. I was a little sad they didn't like because there couldn't have been a huge percentage of planets that had been explored yet that they didn't keep those old planets on the old generators. Yeah, like. Keeping two algorithms alive, I'm curious whether that would have like I don't know how deep the algorithm goes. Yeah, that would it would be a 
a bunch of ongoing maintenance to keep that to keep both things working. They're they're fundamentally hamstrung in their ability to differentiate the planets because they don't want you to get stuck, and so anything that you need in order to make your ship take off has to be available on every single planet. And yeah. the answer to that is not make it so every single fucking planet has the same blue crystals on it, which are the thing that you need to gas up your engine. The answer to that is don't make it cost a fucking item to leave a planet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Or be able to God, synthesize is, fuel out of anything. Yeah, yeah. like, just, just like, slowly, you can just mine nothing, and it gathers some ether to make ethereum fuel for your thing. So that way, like, you can just point it at fucking whatever, and you will get some <laughs> of this. Right? Like, so, problem solved. Like, you're, I would you're argue... Bo- you're borrowing energy like from... Like a Mr. Uh, Fusion. Some other I, dimension or whatever. Like, I am a person who... Like, every second that I spend putting gasoline into a car is a second that I am just it furious. Bothers, it bothers with you the, more than anyone else I've ever met. It's it's fascinating. I, I have to do it so infrequently now that it's really not that big of a deal. Like, I just, I barely drive. But tying that, your shoes. Tying my shoes. I also, I also very much used to feel that way about tying my shoes. Yeah. That I've just kind of gotten used to. Huh. You just get, like, slip-ons. <sighs> They're, they're not good, though. They're better than tying your shoes. Are they? Yeah. I don't know. So, I was, we were talking earlier about how every video game is about murder. There's definitely a branch, an offshoot, that was def- def- probably descended from Minecraft, where every video game is about mining ore. And No Man's Sky is from Infinimine. <laughs> definitely, yeah. No Man's Sky is definitely one of those. I like Minecraft, though. I like the loop of Minecraft and building stuff. I like Subnautica. Subnautica is basically a tight No Man's Sky. Now that's in, that's a good comparison. Interesting. Is it procedural or it's not? Oh, see, that's that's a huge difference. That's true. Yeah, it's a the single player. It is... It's a single player authored game. Like right, but you could. Yeah, I mean, they're such slaves to their uh, algorithm choices that I, they are. But, but that but doesn't also forgive like, the system choices. Like it but, just it. Sure, the game the game loop is built around repeatedly mining stuff. Except no one like eventually you have enough money from fuck knows what you do to get enough money to buy goddamned anything in this game like what? there is never a point where anything was for sale for less than a hundred thousand times the amount of currency that i had so like there's clearly something that i was missing or you're just not supposed to participate in the economy until way way later or maybe it's just an accident of the procedural generation and i happen to be in the expensive nebula <laughs> <laughs> what is it possible to just mine out a planet like completely strip a planet i i the, well, you can mine so for a while big. until your mining laser runs out of gas. Well, but then you could mine the stuff that... Yeah, every, planet, every planet has to have some shit that'll power up your mining laser. Yeah, or maybe no. just don't make it take fucking gas. Don't make everything in the goddamn game take the fucking whole... gas that you constantly have to refill it with every two or three minutes. How about that? The the whole system is built around constantly having to... Re- like, that's the game. That's actually the game. That's not the game that other people talk about when they talk yeah, about that's, it. You're, you're right. They talk about and exploring I, I wonder, and like, finding missions and owning giant fleets of spaceships and like. And I wonder, like, if is that like how 
when you tell a story about something that happened in your life, do you not mention every heartbeat and every time you take a breath? Because like, that's just, it could those be that ba- those are the background noises. It could be that like the, the story of finding the, the, what, the biological horror in the cave, maybe like every other sentence could have been. And then I refilled my mining laser with crystals, right? But they just left that part out because it's boring. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the the great Twitter threads we're seeing are just like, are they past that point of the game or are they just eliding it? Yeah. I mean, it seems like there is this vague sense that I've gotten that they're past it somehow. Right. And it's like, you should never be mining this stuff again because you can just buy it at any space station. But I don't like Something that I learned from Giant Bomb today was apparently there's just like some button you press in the inventory or in your like journal thing to just like turn in all of the things that you've scanned for money. Hmm. But I don't know. What about creative mode? It would be extremely boring if there was nothing to do, right? Like not having any, I don't want a game where there's no problems to solve. I want a game where I'm not having to just dedicate labor to solving the exact same problem 300 times like that's that is the thing that drives me fucking crazy is like the lack after like blow makes mortals make some kind of event that happens on the fifth planet that you land on that makes that your fucking launcher fuel 10 times as efficient or something right like just do something to break this absolutely unfun loop of doing a thing that is not even fun the first time. Right? Because it's not like, it's not like the launcher fuel is for anything other than fueling up your launcher, right? Like, this is just an effort tax that you have to pay to be able to go to a different place without just walking there. Like, man. Do you prefer in World of Warcraft the old system of having to actually traverse the world to get from place to place or the new sort of instant. I wouldn't, I I think moving around is a different kind of thing, right? Like it's a tax. It's a time tax. Though, it right? is. But if you had to, if in order to go from one zone to another, you had to go pick herbs for four minutes I think I would be similarly pissed. Yeah, so it, it because the, the because the cost is basically nothing. It doesn't bother you. Well, travel time is different because that also Im- improves your sense of being in a in a place, right? Right, which is like what No Man's Sky is about is about being in a place, right? Yeah. Like so, that's the so things that the, people like is the like majesty of these things, and the planets are cool, and I wish I could see more of them, but I can't because every object that I have is constantly running out of fuel. Is right. is the is the forcing you to go find fuel their attempt at a system that forces you to go explore the planet you're on to find some fuel? It's never out of sight. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's not, like, the planets themselves are so homogenous, or the things that are interesting on them are so far apart that it only makes sense to fly your ship there and not to walk there. But flying your ship there is the thing that, like, just taking off requires a consumable that takes maybe, like, a minute of farming to get. 
every time your ship leaves the fucking ground, it costs this gas item that's just... Ugh. Every time I got in my ship and I was out of that, I was just like, fuck you. Fuck you, Sean Murray. This is your fault. Sean Murray's probably a nice guy. He, he loves mining. Like a, huh? He probably loves mining. What's the, the Sean, Sean White? The snowboard guy? Sean White snowboard. Huh. See, th- so Sean White snowboarding, that doesn't make you like put some dihydrogen into your snowboard. It's just like you just press a button and a helicopter drops you out at the top of the mountain. You don't have to like go wash dishes for an hour at the bottom <laughs> of the mountain to earn the amount of money that you have to pay the helicopter guy. No, to that, take you back up to the top of the mountain. No more heroes did that, though. Yeah, you have to wash dishes. You had, to, you had to like do odd jobs in order to earn the next story mission, like odd jobs, like sorting coconuts or something. <laughs> it was. Yeah, but at least you got to that game allows you to poop. Does it? I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's how, how you save, save right? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. Or is the implication? Do you have to jerk off to say what's what does jerking off do in that game? Oh, that's the Something motion you make to recharge your lightsaber. your lightsaber, yeah. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> anyway. The No Man's Sky made me hate video games forever. Wow. <laughs> podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> send, send the podcast. <laughs> Alexa, this podcast is sad. Play Despacito. <laughs> um, what about you, Kevin? Uh, the only game that I played uh, between um, tech support sessions with my mom was uh, Semblance on the Switch. Um, it is a puzzle platformer, kind of. Uh, you are a little blob, and you can sort of boost yourself once. It's kind of like a double jump, but not exactly. It's like an air dash. Air dash. In, yeah, okay. It's an air dash. Um, and then you can deform the environment in various ways. There are platforms that you can either move or cause to like bubble in one direction. Um, it's a lot more limited than I expected it to be, I guess, from the sort of description of the game. Um, but I think that's in service of it, sort of, of the puzzles being... And not just like trivially yeah. breakable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, there's like a little world that you are trying to, to, to correct after it's been corrupted by some sort of strange thing. It has no words in it. Yeah. Which that, is, you know, it's shrewd in terms of making it easy to localize. Right. Um, but it is a little confusing in the beginning yeah, having having played through the whole game, I now understand what the first minute of kind of cutscene is all about. But I was just like baffled at first when I picked up the game. Yeah, it just shows you a lot of stuff and doesn't explain what it is. And then you go through kind of a tutorial area that teaches you the basics of deforming platforms and jumping around and moving and stuff. And then you go through like six doors and then Each you're one in a, has a low, yeah, it has a low. And then you're in a set of levels. But yeah, like the first, like after the tutorial, like five of the first six minutes of your time is spent on like loading. It, it should just start you inside one of the overworld things where you're solving some puzzles. Then you pop out. You see what happens when you solve some puzzles yeah. and then move on. Because it doesn't, like I can understand them wanting to like introduce you to the structure of it, but it right. doesn't really. It, yeah. Like... It's just it's confusing. it's like there's a tree and you don't really know when you're at the top of it, right? Yeah. Like you don't know when you're at the end of one of the branches. 
Yeah, the another weird problem that I had was that I like I assumed that I could finish the game and then go back to my save and find the last couple of like hidden things that I hadn't managed to find on my first pass through. But nope, it just when you're done, it just you can just start over and there's no save slots or anything. So all my progress is gone, which is weird. That sucks. Odd choice. And I'm, I'm, I, I was not in love with it enough to be like to I guess play I'll, it again. To play it again yeah. to try to find those things, and like it wouldn't mean anything because it's not like you have a save. Like if somebody else wanted to play the game, like yeah, it's just. Strange. I mean, it's I, I like not having to like pick a save file. I guess. Sure. I mean, I don't. You know, it probably like you say who you are when you go to play a Switch game, right? So sure, your in individual theory, profile. you let the you let the OS handle your saves which like that's kind of how it should be i think yeah but what if you wanted to play as a different spec <laughs> you create a new profile on the switch i you don't i only i just yeah i'm not gonna i'm only gonna deform platforms in an upward direction i'm glad that we stuck to our guns on that for west of loathing i'm uh, glad that we didn't let anybody not like talk us out of it. yeah just like don't like saving just isn't a thing nobody in has, that game yeah, no one no, has ever said plain, anything about it that's well, incredible that's, I, that's I think not true even Oh, really? Yeah, people definitely like will do something and be like sad that they have made a choice. But and that's what that's one of the features. That is like, definitely a feature. And on the PC, there is a way out of that if you want. And there isn't but but only on PC have people complained about it, and I don't know if that's because on the Switch. They it's have a, no way to complain. There's, yeah, there's no you way to complain. You buy a switch complain. and your, your mouth oh, shuts uh, forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, that, I thought that was an amazing design choice. Even, even from like a, not just a usability choice, but as a game design as an decision, like, yeah. as an, yeah, as, as an experiential decision, your choices actually make a difference. They actually feel like they matter where in games like Fallout, who gives a shit? You try both options. Yeah. And just yeah. quick, quick load. Yeah. And, but I mean, I think that in a way, like that made it so, and also I don't think this is a bad idea, but also there's essentially no, there's a bonus for dying, you know, instead of a penalty yeah. for dying. Like yep. there's eventually like a minor kind of a punishment for it, but not really. Uh, and and but, so we couldn't make it. Like, but we also designed the game from the very beginning with the expectation that people would play through it multiple times. So, yeah. so like having these no turn back kind of decisions and, and turning points was interesting because you might decide to go back and yeah. play it differently. And I think most people don't play it more than once, and but it's still fine. Totally, there's a lot of multiple players. Yeah, but they're the ones that are going to talk to us about it, you know. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Like but they talk to each other about it. I because I lurk on Twitter and see what people are talking about the game and hmm. it's exciting. It, it is somebody making a noise that sounds like you're jerking yeah. off. Oh yeah. shit, was that me? Yes. Oh fuck. I had no idea. I had no idea I was jerking off. <laughs> we all we all knew, Kevin. He was just trying to recharge his lightsaber. <laughs> I just I have like restless leg syndrome, except it's probably not actually a syndrome. But uh well, I, I mean a syndrome is like what you call it when you don't have any um control. <laughs> it's it's what you call it when you you have no like actual biological cause for the like, there's issue no, that there's you can no point to for it. Like the, yeah. So any pretty much everything's a syndrome if if there's a pattern. I have like nasty fart syndrome <laughs> and uh lazy Tuesday syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to before I forget, uh I wanted to 
So last week I talked about a game where you, that was sent to us by aliens where you play a blue sphere navigating a maze. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know the name of it, but a couple of uh, listeners uh, talked to me on Twitter. They told me the name is Helios or Helios, H-E-L-I-O-U-S. If you search for, if you Google for Helios, Helios game, or uh, there's probably other Helios you can read about as well. Um, you can find some, some, uh, wiki pages and some YouTube videos to, to find out more about this game. It's pretty, it's not a, it, like, I, d- I didn't remember it being a very good game and it doesn't look like a very good game, but it's very interesting to read about as a kind of an early creepypasta sort of a deal. Good. What about you, Riff? What have you been playing? Um, couple things. I, I played through the first chapter of Near Automata. Yeah, is, you were really loving it. Yeah, it's super good. The, the, hmm. It, it's way funnier than I expected. Huh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the because the the um this isn't a spoiler because you find you see this immediately, but the 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 enemies in the game are all different configurations of like rusty wind up toy robots. Like they have those bracket shaped feet and everything, and eventually um you start uh you know. Because of plot things and other things that, again, I don't want to go too much into detail about it, but you start getting side quests from a lot of those guys, and they're all just super funny. They're, they're either, either funny or charming or both, like all the way through. So first, first chapter is like about how much of the game, like how many hours? Um, there are, well, okay, so it's hard for me to say how many hours because I've been doing every side quest and I did, I neglected to pay attention to before I play, uh, dot com, which said don't start doing the side quests until you've unlocked fast travel. <laughs> okay. So, so I've probably spent like twice as much time on chapter A as I really needed to. Um, but uh i would say if you if you don't make that mistake it's probably about 10 hours okay and then so w- yeah when you said first chapter i was like that's probably like an hour i played like an hour and a half of that game and i couldn't i can't remember any jokes in it uh so m- maybe i just didn't yeah, get to the funny may- part maybe you maybe that was like did you did you get to the end of like the crazy like what i think of as the tutorial bit I mean, it was I, pr- probably all I played was a tutorial, okay. is my guess. Yeah, that probably so. If you, you only made it through Automat A, if you, if you haven't actually gotten to the city yet, then then that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, and but yeah, the way it's set up, it's uh, apparently is after you finish Chapter A, then Chapter B is I guess all the all the same events again, but from the point of view of a different character. And there, there are places in, in the story where the two characters are not in the same place at the same time. So chapter B ends up being about 25% different from chapter A. So that's another, another 10 hours of that. And then the, the other half of the game. So like, I guess the other 20 hours is the, the second half of the story. Once you've seen the first half of the story from both the other characters. Perspective. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Huh. 
So yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not what I would have expected in terms of a format. Yeah, it's it's real interesting, and 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 at the end of each chapter, it gives you I guess what is essentially like the ending cutscene, and it shows you the credits, and then says, "There's actually still more game. Please keep playing. It's not over." <laughs> <laughs> it actually says like it signs that message like from Square Enix's PR department, <laughs> okay. which which I don't know if that's real or if that's a joke on the part of Yoko Taro or not. I can right. I fifty percent chance either way. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, I've I've super been enjoying it. Even the miss- missions that that aren't from the robots and aren't funny have been pretty good in terms of like world building and just seeing how other people that are not members of the organization you're a member of are reacting to that organization and and the stuff that is going on around you. And uh, the combat is uh, is pretty breezy and and fun it's like i feel like if you're really into a character action game like a bayonetta or whatever you could probably get really into it uh but if you're not like me then you can just like your your character has uh your character is an android and therefore can slot in like chips chip upgrades to yourself which basically just gem slots for your character and there are at least half a dozen different ones that affect your health and and uh and recharging and stuff so you can uh, you can plug in one that that heals you for a percentage of damage you deal and also another one that heals a percent of your maximum health every time you kill a guy and also one that makes you regenerate your health if you've gone a certain amount of time without taking damage and also one that lets you not take damage for a certain amount of time after you get hit. And so just com- combining all of these together has made me basically invincible. <laughs> So I can just button mash my way through the entire game. And if even that's not hard enough, or even that's not easy enough for you, you can switch to the easy difficulty, which gives you a chip that you can slot in that just makes you automatically dodge every time something would have hit you. <laughs> so so if you don't want, if you don't care about the combat, it's absolutely ignorable and you can just play for the story instead. But I found the combat pretty fun. But anyway, I got to I got to chapter A, the the chapter break, and then uh, La Mulana two came out. So no, so, yeah. so I so I sort of pushed through everything else out uh, of threw your everything life. else out of the window <laughs> and started playing. Yeah, that. I, I saw the I saw the Grail Diary you were working on. Yes, I've I've been I've been taking too many notes. I've been making my own maps in probably way more detail than is abs- than is actually necessary to play this game. But uh but You liking it? Yeah, I'm I'm down with making maps. I it's it's sort of a it's sort of a love-hate thing because I enjoy making maps and I enjoy having this elaborate grail diary, but I'm also kind of lazy and would also just like to jump around and run around through the game. <laughs> So, How are you finding so, the game itself? I've heard I've heard some things, maybe from some of our listeners, that it's the writing is not awesome, and there's the, more. Of I it. think I think people are saying that because of one particular character, who is the main guy that you talk to back in the village. Uh, his name is Elder Zelpud, 
And in the first game, he's basically it's a bad start. Yeah, his he, in the first game, he's he's a dork. He's deliberately like a pop culture nerd who's been living on his own in a tent in the middle of nowhere, playing Game Boy games for his entire life, and his dialogue reflects that. And in the sequel, he's still that, except suddenly he's also become immensely rich. <laughs> so his dialogue reflects that. <laughs> and so, yeah, huh. he, he's, he's junk, but deliberately junk. And I, ha- I have not noticed any, any problems with any of the rest of the, of the character's dialogue. Okay. Um, gameplay wise, it's, it's almost entirely the same thing. Um, I, I, I am not positive whether or not they've given you a little bit more fall control over your jump or not, because it's been too long since I played the original. But it, it, it seems like they may have given you a little bit more jump control, although still not for accidental falls. If you, like, walk off a ledge, you just go straight down. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I know that the, the, the jumping physics were, were a main problem that a lot of people had with it and it feels a little bit better to me maybe but that may also just be because i was super used to the original way it was and had no problem with it so i can't really say and it's it's supposedly designed to be a slightly less obtuse in terms of yeah i i heard i heard them say that they were working on not making it easier but making it fairer in the sense of making sure that the clues were well translated and making sure that the clue that you needed for a certain place was not all the way on the opposite end of the game <laughs> and things like that. So, so hopefully they found a good balance between not being, you know, mean, but being obscure enough to be interestingly difficult, you know? So we'll see. Looks great too. Is it the same artist? Um, as far as I can tell. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the same artist, uh, you want to talk about our assignment, Tooth and Tail, which has two letters that, or two words that start with the same letter? Uh, I was wondering where uh, you're going I, with that. I don't understand the segue. It's strained. It's just, it's, uh, a similarity is the, the connection. Uh, okay. Tooth and Tail, a lightweight RTS with a controller. Yeah. You play with a controller. You don't have to play with a controller. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I played it with a, a mouse keyboard. and it, yeah. it's seemed, it seemed pretty clear to me that this would have been a better experience on a controller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you play with a controller, Kevin? I didn't. Oh, well. I didn't realize that that was part of the. We all fucked up. Well, so <laughs> where did that, where was that made clear? Like just yeah. in the. I think in the literature. <laughs> I mean, it, it's made clear by. So to me, what made it clear is that A, it's being sold on PlayStation 4. Okay. And B, uh, you have an avatar like in Pikmin. Uh, so, okay. Can, like the, one of the first lines in the game is the, what is it? The character is your cursor. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because I had never heard, thought of that as a modality before. Yeah. There's Qbert where your character is a cursor. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Uh, it felt very much like an RTS, but like super simplified to me. I so I played. I only got to like one serious mission, and it 
like the tutorial was very reasonable. And then like the first like kind of simple mission that you did was also very reasonable. But then the first one where there's like an actual map with some territory control and some other like people like with faction. similar, yeah. another faction with similar abilities to yours. It just, it got real messy and I couldn't really tell like where it, like where building things would stop me from walking and where it wouldn't. And I just, I kind of, I kind I of building- bounced off of it at the first Huh. actual complex level i know that the bunkers stop you I, I assume that the the like unit generation places will stop you i think it's it's probably very possible to build yourself into a situation where you just have no resources like if you don't expand fast enough to have enough farms for producing resources like they your farms will be depleted and then you're just done i don't i don't but know the missions you, are like three minutes long no, there was just the one time mission. The other ones go on until you complete the objective. Right, but the missions that I played have been about three minutes long. Okay. I mean, it it seemed like they were short by design. Okay. Maybe sure. you're just really good at RTSs. That is definitely not true. This is a game for furries. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was trying to get the golden version or the heroic version of every mm. completion mm. where you did the, the harder achievement. So sometimes it took me that's that's 10, fair. 10 minutes that's or 15 fair. minutes. No judgment. Uh, also, nope. I like, you know, I have the super cautious thing where I'll like build the ranged units that have a longer range than anything else and then lead them around to blow up all the buildings while out of range of everything so that nothing gets hurt on my side. Hmm. Yeah, that was, I found it real frustrating. I don't know if I was just doing something wrong or what, but it seemed like when I'd click to tell my guys to attack a thing they'd run up and then one guy would shoot it while everybody else did nothing and just got well because they were they were out of range like you got one the one guy in range mm-hmm. and didn't get the whole like that it is definitely a little obtuse in yeah that it, way. it needs some better I, messaging there. i also had some trouble with uh, the thing where if you click that means to tell your dudes <laughs> to attack but if you hold it means to Follow me, but don't attack, I guess. Right, because you're that's for running away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's also a thing where if you're right next to an opponent and you hold, it will attack them. Up, like you can prioritize priority attack. Oh, right, yeah. Certain things, but that's only if you're adjacent to an enemy, which seems weird because that means that you're just putting yourself in danger because as far as I can tell, you have no attacks. It's only your units that can attack things. Um, the like town part where you're wandering around talking to people in between missions is pretty cool. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's charming. It's yeah, sort of I like the, the like the Wing Commander base, which is also the best part of Wing Commander. Yeah, <laughs> dicking around between missions, talking to people, and I didn't get far enough. I, it is. It seems like the structure of this would be such that you would play all through all four factions in the story mode, but I don't know if that's true. That. That maybe so apparently they patched in this week most of what we played as story mode. Oh, really? Yeah, I was looking at the patch notes and they were dated like six days ago. Oh, and wow, was like, that just a multiplayer game? Apparently, before, before this, it was like a procedurally generated like single player campaign. Oh, huh. This because this story mode was pretty good. Yeah, I was I was kind of impressed. I thought it was solid. With it. It felt good. This game's been out for a while, right? Like, yeah, I actually didn't play it this week. I played it months ago. Oh, so am I? What did did you play the single player campaign? And was it? It was it had some story. Okay, all right. So maybe I maybe I misread it, or maybe it wasn't it as, as extreme as I was thinking. 
oh god maybe like <laughs> nobody should put the year on anything so everything is just ambiguous always mm-hmm. i agree yes uh, i liked it i i didn't spend enough time with it to have like deeply informed opinions or anything like that but it seems like a fun rts do you think you'll go back to it i don't i don't know I'd like i feel like if i want an rts i should Pick up Star Starcraft. Yeah, <laughs> that's just going to be hanging over your head for the rest of your life. Like Starcraft or Damocles. You could make that the game that that you will never play. The best. No, I, think, I think what I need to do is is I, like Zach and I just need to go on a vacation at some point where we just take our gaming rigs. Yeah. Take our sick rigs. Here's what we do: we take them to New York. Okay. We do escape rooms at night. And play start- Starcraft two during the day. <laughs> or, okay. Or vice versa, whatever, sure. man. I, I guess New York never sleeps, so you can just. Yeah, that's true. The escape rooms time. never open. So, Frank, uh, email us and tell us if you're interested in doing some room escapes yeah, with us. We'll do all of the room escapes. You get us a party, gather a party for us. Yeah. We'll find them and pay for them. Yeah. You provide four more dudes. Or one or two, even. Okay. That's probably be funny. Okay, getting cocky. What's our next assignment? Speaking of getting cocky, Dr. Toad's Treasure Trap. Pretty oh, close. Nice. Ca- Dr. Wonderful's Ca- Cap. Oh, yeah, we didn't actually, we didn't even confer with you, Riff. We Dr. Just decided. Teeth. Yeah, in I the played the demo. Ca- it seemed pretty good. Show. Captain okay. Toad Treasure Tracker. Okay. I, had, I played Super Mario 3D World, which contains the mini game that was this game's predecessor. Is it, uh, so, is it only available on the Switch? I believe it is. It is. is only, well, it's on the Wii U. It's also it's on only- 3DS. Wait, oh, is it? Oh, yeah. that's great. Wait, it's only on the Wii U? Is what it, it originally was only on the Wii U. Oh, I see. Okay. But, but now, now you can on get it on the Switch. Switch. Now it's on okay. the Switch. Apparently the 3DS as well, and I didn't okay. know that. Okay. Well, I'm going to play it on the Switch. Me too. I don't know where my 3DS is. It's probably... Ke- Ke- Kevin, do you, do you know where your 3DS is? I have a Switch. <laughs> I want to play it on the Switch. I, but, I, I do know where my 3DS is, I just, but I would prefer to play it on the Switch. Okay, that's, that's acceptable. I just... The Switch is so good. I'd love it so much. <laughs> if my Wii U weren't broken, I probably already would have played this. I I bought the uh, the Jackbox Party Pack just in the just to have it in case I'm ever in a situation where it's like people are sitting around and not knowing what to do. Like, hey, we could play a video game because I can crack this out and attach it to any TV because I've got a portable little oh, yeah. dock with me. And no one's no one's interested ever. I don't know. I, I bought it today. I oh, you okay. I, I thought I that was the end of the rest of I, your story. I, I, I want to do it. Yeah, right? Like, I want to I play all the pack, there's so pack, pack box, drawful and jerk. What, fibbage or whatever and stuff. And I think I think just I think they just also have the um, You Don't Know Jack. I think there's a version of You Don't Know Jack, which I freaking loved as a kid. I don't know. Yeah, me too. It was just, it was funny and clever in a way that like, I think I only ever played it by myself and it was paced way too slow as a single player game. You have to play with people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, well, yeah. You need in person. You need friends. I don't have any. That's the problem. I mean, you're my friend, but we never, we never hang out outside of work. That's true. You could play with Rob, robotic operating buddy. That's true. I have him (laughs) in my living room now. I don't think he works anymore. I mean, I haven't put batteries in him. I'm kind of afraid to find out. Yeah. That could, could go badly. Spin up, spin up a gyro. I wonder if they make like, somebody has probably made like an Arduino thing that makes them talk to control him. Right. Cause what would you need? 
just like a pattern of just, flashing lights. Just, yeah, I think you, that's all you it is. Buy an Alexa and take the guts out and stick it inside. Oh, and, nice. And like, oh, yeah. man. Turn them into an Alexa. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. Okay. Alexa, rotate 90 degrees left. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, pick up the gyroscope. <laughs> but you, could you read? Can you, can you read? I don't, you're probably not allowed to rename them. Yeah, I don't think you can. Because otherwise, why would anybody call it Alexa? Yeah. It's it's they probably have been very strategic about how they name these things so that they're incredibly easy to recognize sounds. You can call it Down Easter Alexa, and it just ignores the Down Easter part. If there's a song called Down Easter, it would be very difficult to get Alexa to play it without her accidentally playing Down Easter Alexa. So the song is named after the boat in the song. Well, yeah, I think. The and the boat, boat is named after his daughter, right? And his daughter is named after the Amazon Echo. The daughter is named after Ray Charles. Okay. I think that's the timeline. Uh, Why is Alexa named after Ray Charles? Uh, Her middle name is Ray. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Uh, Gentlemen, I've had a phenomenal time, a phantominal time. Recording episode number 339 of Video Games Hot Dog with you here in Studio 314. What's, uh, What's the name of your location, Riff? Give what? it a cool studio name. Oh, um, studio, studio basement department. <laughs> nice. Very good. And I hope we do it again real soon for episode 340. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And I hope uh, that you, uh, I'm the worst. I hope you come up with a cooler name for your studio. Studio than just did. Beef Stew. <laughs> Eventually we'll Beef do, Studio. We'll do Riff, come on. Episode 340. Jesus Christ. 341, okay. which will be an anagram of our studio. That's true. Name. Eventually, we'll do episode 413, which will be palindromic. But God willing, we will not still be in this room. Yeah, that'd be a long time. Good night, everybody, from this foul-smelling shithole. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Time for the weather. I'm sorry for everything.